300. Gatting on the outside. Mystic Journey is coming now. Followed by Kings Will Dream Yucatan. And then came Hartnell. Gatting up to Scales of Justice at the 200. Mystic Journey is trying to get Gatting. It's leading by three quarters to Mystic Journey. Still Gatting from Mystic Journey. It's Gatting. It's a massive boil over. Shades of Dandy Andy. Mystic Journey second, third. G'day guys, it's Fergo. Welcome back to the Fergo Tips and Switz podcast. And just before anything, I just want to pay my respects to Gatting, who unfortunately passed away last week in the Maccabi Diva Stakes during the run. I think he unfortunately suffered a fractured shoulder, but being a sand go for myself, what a WA representative Gatting was. Obviously that day last year winning the race, he unfortunately broke down on, on Saturday. At $101 was a very proud moment, and I'm sure many people never forget that, and I can reassure it I won't. Now, back on topic, well, I won't say Gatting's off topic, but um, this week, obviously, I'll be doing the usual, covering last week's results, interviewing my good mate Mark from Punt Hub. This could be the most exciting interview I've done so far, or well, in my opinion it is. I don't want to offend any of my previous guests, as they all were exciting to their own right, but I'm very keen to interview Mark. He's been on the hit list for a while now, so finally get him on. And I'll preview Caulfield and one group one, sorry, pardon me, at Randwick for this week, which I believe the George Main Stakes. Um, without further ado, I'll quickly recap last week's results, which I did tip once again the card at Caulfield. In race one, I had percent when he came second at the dawn 90, which isn't a too bad result. Um, good run nonetheless, beaten by just a better horse, Lord Belvedere first up. It was a bit of a shock, but just a better horse on the day. Race two, Terry Tortini flew home and over the um unsuitable trick for th- trip for third, three dollars. Race C, Savatiano, my best bet was a flop. Absolutely no excuses. Zara led them up. Maybe she didn't want to lead, but looked lost up front when they turned for home and had nothing. Race four, Zutori won at five dollars. Great result, great win first up. On to better races, me thinks. Race five, Django Freeman second, two dollars. I don't know, <laughs> he looked the winner, but didn't couldn't get past can't remember the horse on the top of my head, but good return nonetheless. Over further, he could sneak into some cups and make an influence. A corner class in race six, my real roughie of the day, did nothing unfortunately. Race seven, Kingswell Dream, Van de Clare. Another two throw stumps who unfortunately didn't really do much. But race eight, Pikey bailed me out. Doubtland came first at $9 and $3 to the place. An absolute peach from the wizard down the straight. Flew home to win by about, I'd say, a long neck. Great win. And race nine, let's be glamour, a decent quote. Unfortunately, just got pipped for four. So it's a bit of a frustrating result, but good run nonetheless. I'll now flip to the interview with my mate Mark, as I mentioned. Hopefully you'll enjoy that. And as I mentioned in the introduction, on the flip side, I'll be previewing all but race three at sorry race two at Caulfield, as I believe that's a bit of a challenging race. Instead, swapping that out for race six for Randwick, which is the other group one, not in Victoria for the week. So over to me and, me and uh, Mark having a chat. Enjoy, and I'll preview those races on the flip side. Cheers. All right, yeah, g'day, mate. guys. It's Fergo here with my mate Mark. How are you going, mate? Good, good. Finally got you on the show. It's been a few weeks since I asked you, but oh yeah, well. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm a hard one to catch. I like yeah. it that way. Well, I'm honoured to uh, finally catch you. Um, so as I do ask all guests, before we get into the good stuff, I'll quickly just ask you how you got into the punt, any uh, big wins you've got, etc. Oh, mate, I'm a bit of a weird story. So I went to um, to university and was pretty good at maths and uh, oh. and physics and economics and wanted to be some sort of trader because I liked sort of gambling and yep. uh, went for a job um, that was also advertised and it ended up working for one of these big syndicates, Jelco and David Walsh and their group and I was trading odds on Betfair for them. So um, they've got uh, sort of a big operation and, and gen- uh, pretty much I was... Uh, 
generally speaking, I was kind of just like a, a put in front of a computer and and sort of trained what to do and and um, bought and sold odds effectively. So backed and laid horses based around their modelling. Um, it was pretty. It was big eye opener. Um, yep. But whilst I was at uni, I was at pubs too. I sort of just worked in in um, pubs around the place and. Yep. Obviously, like to drink, and I liked a, a nothing's changed then. No, nothing's <laughs> changed, but and I'm still at the same pub, believe it or not. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. There were some big punters that used to come and sort of frequent our tab in the pub, and I used to sort of have a chat with them. And and um, mate, after I, I sort of left the pub and went to work for a, I've worked for a few corporates, mm-hmm. um, everything from sort of. Um, Sales, as in literally just sort of calling people that have just signed up um, to sort of account Being manage. a pest. Yeah, pretty much. I, I would have been hated by a couple of punters, yeah. that's for sure. Um, and then uh, I was sort of a BDM, so you had to go out and find new punters for them. And yep. then I've also been um, sort of on the other side of the ledger as a, as a bookie. I was sort of taking bets um, for a uh, for a big business, I won't sort of drop names. And yeah, that's all good. Might, might, yeah, I might get a cease and desist letter in the mail. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much me to a nutshell. And then um, we came about Punt Hub. Yeah, sorry, um, I just quickly address that um, Mark's one of the founding members of Punt Hub. I think you are one of the founding owners, may I add. So yeah, quickly yeah. give us an introduction well, about that, if you will. We, we don't own too much. <laughs> There's not much to Oh, own. yeah, okay. A, you own 70,000 people in a Facebook group. Good enough for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a, bit, of, a bit of fun. But look, yeah. so the idea behind all that was is that after um, just sort of using my experience um, and literally thinking about sort of how I went through it, so I remember being at the pub with some of these big punters sort of putting bets on and, and they'd yell things out to me um, They'd put the bets on verbally, and they'd sort of yep. yell out and what what you know what race and what this and what that sort of what, and they'd they'd yell out, can I can you can I find out who's running from barrier two or or how much is this thing carrying or, or whatever. Yep. So I sort of there was a lot of shit that I was just reading off a form guide, which I had no idea what what was going on. Like you know, I was just someone told me that the you know the kilogram the numbers with the kilogram next to it is how much the jockey's carrying. That's what all the ladies say to me, mate. No clue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just sort of figured that this it's like I mean it's a complex it's a pretty complex beast. Punching. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, and look, for most people, it's still a recreational thing. Um, yep. And and I there was a massive um, gap between the recreational punters and these the big sort of in the know sort of guys and even the lingo you hear them talking it's like two different languages yeah so so we tried to we thought it'll be it'll be well pretty funny and it'll be a, a good sort of educational tool to try to bridge that gap so to still to not demonize the recreational punters um and also not to sort of think that these the pros are sort of you know holier than now and and saving people's lives or anything. At the end of the day, we're all in it. Some people just punt for fun. Some people punt for a living. Yep. Um, but we sort of wanted to make Pun Hub just a big cesspit, if you like, where they can all you got that out. big they part, ask, right? Yeah. Well, they can ask questions and not have someone laugh at them, or yep. you know, like so. That's kind of where we've got to today, and it's it, mate, it keeps us pretty busy. Um, yeah. As you'd know. So Keep we're trying are. to. Sort of, 
Keep yeah, talking lines, so I say. Yeah. yeah, so it, we try to do the right thing by most people. Um, yep. You know, we, we won't cop sort of people having a go at others. And you can't of, please everyone, unfortunately, but... No, yeah. so we just we just want to be a place where if you don't know something or if you're... It's the first time you've ever switched on a, a greyhound race yep. um, and you want to ask something about a greyhound race that you're do not going to get... chase actual rabbits? Well, not, no clue they're not allowed to anymore. I've heard some pretty good stories from some of the yeah. old Maltese boys at the, uh, yeah. that used to drink at the pub, but, um, yeah, no live baiting. In <laughs> Anyways, back on topic. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll quickly share that also I joined Panama about two years ago. I was a bit of an observer, but I started tipping my Hong Kong sort of guesses. I'm not going to call them guesses, but... Without much knowledge, but growing since then, and Mark, I think you were the one reached out to me, or Andrew, can't remember, but ever since then, going to be an audience, and I believe there's a lot of people in there who just start an audience from just, as you said, yeah. recreational punters. Get Who a following. Flutters, mate? That's one yeah. of the, um, the regular, you know, people have been tuning into that for a couple of years now, so it's, yeah. mate, we're happy to have you. And yep, that's, that's what thing. we like to hear. You know, we want people to have a voice, as long as it's respectful and, you know, they're, they're putting their balls in line. Even if there's, look, there's 70,000 people in there, realistically, yep. there's probably only half of them are active. And yep. then, get, you know, there's probably only 10% of them that are actually engaging. You know, yeah, yeah, engaging. So the rest are just, there's such a big lurker sort of um, yeah. contingent that that we, we're happy for people to put their balls in the line and stick their neck out and have a crack. Yep. You know? That's what it's about. Um, go into now, you told me just before, we had a, quite a few spring predictions, which I reckon you're a pretty knowledgeable man, so we'll get into them now, so you can mate. start wherever you want with which race. <laughs> mate, that's a bit of pressure on, uh, look, I, uh, I hate, I don't really like, um, shorties in the market, although, you know, uh, look, I'm not the best punter, I've had some yep. really good wins in my time, I've had some terrible losses, I've done stupid shit, I've done smart things, you know, um, I've sort of... Well, I'd like to say I'm I'm fairly experienced, but by no yep. means am I a professional punter. Well, mate, I've sort I've, of I try to tell the audience that you were. You can't ruin that gag now. So yeah, no, mate. Well, I wouldn't be working at a pub if I was, you know, making millions on the punt. So, but look, I'll jump in. So I've got the. Yep. Uh, um, I'm, I've, I've been convinced by some of the other boys in Pun Hub, so Scotty yep. and that that are. Scotty on a couple of weeks ago, knowledgeable yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, to that so the, in the the Moya, I've got the. Uh, He's, well, there's a couple of guys that are, have this horse as their favourite horse. Uh, hey, Doc, at about twenty-one yep. bucks. Um, yep. Twenty-one and six dollars. Quickly, I mentioned. Sorry. Yeah. So then, from the, um, I think these are in chronological order. I've got the Epsom. Yeah. So Moya says at the value being a thousand metres was quickly out. So you're punching on the barrier draw a bit there, but good yeah, price. Yeah, yeah. But the Doc doesn't mind um, the valley. And it's two dollars fifty. Jeez, it's a bit short. Yeah. Leave me out of that. Uh, yep. At those odds. Um, Next the Epsom, one you got. So yep. over the I've got the uh, the American horse Contepartiro. Yep. So uh, I think that I think that won a couple of Group Ones last year. The Coolmore. Yeah, uh, the races. man Group Ones. I'm pretty sure the is it the Coolmore series. Two yeah, Coolmore the Coolmore. Both the Coolmores. Yep. Um, and it's funny. I what was the I, I can't think off the top of my head. She raced in a. Uh, is it a he or a she? It's a, it's a, it's a girl. One of the mares yeah, Cornwall race. Yeah, that's, sure. yeah, sorry. I missed that. Yeah, um, yeah so she rode... She, what race was she in a couple of weeks ago? She oh, I can't few, remember. Yeah, it was, she ran, she was she a good ran run, few, but I, yeah. um, But I liked... I was just sort of... I had my bets already on. And then I watched... Yeah. Um, I was 
mucking around on Twitter and I saw Gay Waterhouse or if it was Instagram or some social media thing that yep. Gay Waterhouse said, oh, um, yeah, she's she's not fit yet. <laughs> and I already had my bets on it. It was, about, it was the night before. It was the Thursday before yeah, the race. Yeah, maybe cursing after you saw that one. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, look, I think that'll – it'll – I mean – they're all trying at this time of year. They're all going for the prize money. So I think yeah. I'm, I'll be happy to have um, some some dollars on her at uh, fifteen and five dollars. I'll quickly mention while you're at the uh, well, there you topic. Go. Okay, yeah, um, a good then price. Caulfield Guineas. Uh, I like. Yep. Uh, is I don't know if it's Old Kirk or Ole Kirk. I, I like. To Mate, say you're a Ole bit of an Kirk. interesting pronouncer. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say you're wrong, yeah, but well, I reckon it may be Ole Kirk. But I've no yeah, clue. Yeah, I think it's Ole Kirk. I think it's Ole Kirk. Yeah. Um, Happy to be on that. I can't remember the race now when it was a two-year-old and it ran up the rail. And it won on debut, didn't it? I think that was debut. I d- yeah, actually, it won on it debut. Been, or it might have been second up. Yeah. It, ran, when it, sort of, yeah, it, was... it came through and got up the rail and, and just powered home and uh, it ran on the weekend. It was too screaming for further, so I'll be, I'll be happy to take it in the mile. Was um, that in the Farnham race? The Farnham? Was it in that race? The run for the run to the roses? Was it? No, it wasn't that race. What am I on about? No, I don't. Yeah, I know what you so. mean. I think it ran in Sydney, though, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah it came, so. I think yeah. it came fifth. Yeah. Um, Hit the lines. What you want to say? Yeah, exactly, mate. I just think it's screaming for further. Oh, yeah. Hang on. It ran on the weekend. It came second to. What was it? So while you're looking at that, it's twelve and four dollars. Ole Kirk flying award the favourite at eight dollars open market. You've tipped us into two of them already. Yeah. Um, Caulfield Cup. Uh, look, I don't yep. know. So I just read something today. Fourteen dollars favourite. <laughs> what the Corfield <laughs> Cup? Yep, still an open market this close to it. What month or two months out? Yeah, well, someone said there was something on one of the racing pages or Twitter or something. It was yep. uh, that very elegant um, going. They said it's going to be looking for the cups because they, they there was all the um, the overseas horses. There was a list of all the overseas horses, and there was a lot more than sort of expected. Um, due to COVID and stuff, so yeah, it's about three of the top five in the market are overseas horses. I reckon Master yes. One, very elegant, shared favourite, and there's three overseas imports, which is interesting. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. look, I, I don't know, but I, that uh, look, I very elegant, good horse. Every, well, it's a un, unbelievable. It's so tough. First up win was um, ridiculous. Gave me shades of um, Wogok in the winter. Remember that run? Yeah, mate, that was t- yeah. that was big. That was big. First and even, up, vulnerable. And I think was it over, over? It was only over fourteen hundred meters. Yeah, something. exactly. Caulfield Cup being so twenty four hundred. Mate, that look. <laughs> I, but I mean, I think everyone's. No one's gonna. You, you sort of. You're not finding something that that yeah. everyone else has missed. Everyone saw that. Everyone's sort of like, wow. So. Yep. I don't think you know. I'm being tricky by by sort of calling that one out. But um, giving us I'll price be, though, still thirteen and four yeah, dollars quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a decent price. To find I, out. I liked. I don't think it'll. Don't think it's got much of a chance. But I Colette. Um, yep. The Godolphin. Never no, forget when old Jason Campbell tipped that in the punt hub during spring. Yeah. That was one of the, and then uh, he, awesome, jumped, sorry. He, he jumped off it a couple of day, the weeks later when it pissed in. Yeah, I know. Oh well. Um, Each their own. It, when it was, I think what. So what did it win the Oak or something? The Oaks last year or something? I can't. No, I think he tipped it the start before the Oaks, didn't he? I think, yes, yeah, yeah. and he yeah. jumped off it. He hopped off it for the Oaks. JC, what are you doing, son? <laughs> um, Everest, I'm on Classic Legend purely because I like Les Bridge. And I it's think racing the horse, this weekend quickly, isn't it? Sorry? Yeah, in the shorts. Yep. Yeah, it is in the shorts. Yep. Uh, and I've got a, I've put up a, a 
a bet slip that everyone sort of we did it for a bit of show, but it's it's almost a risk free bet kind. So yep. we we backed Catalyst at, at fifty one dollars. It's eighteens. But see the thing is, and we kind of got laughed at, but it's it's a free throw at the stumps because if it doesn't, if it if it gets I think a it run, doesn't get a slot. You get money back. Yeah, so yep. I get my money back, or it, if it gets a run, it's going to be a lot shorter than fifty one bucks. So yep, exactly. Yeah, I'll take. Do you get bet. offered cashed out on those bets? Cash outs on those bets? No, nah, I don't think you can. No, yeah, I don't okay. think you can. Yeah. Um, and we'd we'd probably just let it ride anyway. And that thing's also know. racing in the shorts, isn't it, on the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so look, it could go belly. Watch. Yep. Could go belly up. It needs to run well to get a slot. Yep. Um. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. Cox Plate. I've got. I don't know. Fierce impact, or again, very elegant. But I don't. I just don't know what's going. What race have you tipped very elegant for? <laughs> I was about to say Melbourne Cup as well. Um, you know, oh, no, no, I'm not going to tip very elegant for that. I'm on rest Russian Camelot for yep. for um, Melbourne Cup, yep. but someone I think every man and his dog is almost. But I think someone said today in I don't know whatever news came out that it's going to be going for the Cox Plate now. So yeah, it's into about five bucks or something for the Cox Plate. It's a uh, it's a good issue to have choosing the Melbourne Cup or the Cox Plate. Yeah, first of all, problems right. at their finest. So anyway, that's that's mine. Now, like yep. I said, you could you could bet on all of those and end up with no money. So yeah. <laughs> oh well, at least you got some after for other, hopefully. Mate, that's what it's about. It's a good time of year. And it's, Just before uh, I let you go, so I quickly ask you, obviously talking about the punt hub, have you got any competitions or anything going which we can lure people into the group for you? Anything you got? Oh look, not really. So. Well, my tips are good enough to join the punt hub, I reckon. Oh, easy, mate. Easy. Look, there's it can never hurt. Um, Always, one of the things that we say to people is like, look, it's free to join. You can look around. If you don't like yep. it, it's like walking into a pub. You can walk into a pub. If there's blokes in there that you don't like the look of or you don't like the chat, you can leave. Yep. Um, you know, if you, and if you enjoy it, you can sit down and have a look around and, and no one's going to bite you. Have you trademarked that quote? No, it's not bad, is it? It's just on the spot. Write that down. That's it's a cracker, just, mate. Yeah, so it's like a pub. You yep. can walk in the pub, pub and if you don't like it, you can leave. And if you like it, mate, sit down and you might learn something. Fair enough. All right, mate, that's all I had to ask you. So I do appreciate your time as I know you're a busy man, but... Um, I hope time. everyone learnt something from the great man himself, Mate, the Punt it, Hub Prince. Hopefully, you're getting some listeners on the uh, on Fergo's flutters because they they go bloody good. And yep. I've been listening to this um this podcast, and one thing, look, every man and his dog's doing a punt a punting podcast at the moment. Yep. Yours are short. It's to the point, and uh, yep. mate, you've tipped tipped me in a plenty of winners. So this is the uh, longest interview so far, but it's more than worth it for your great uh, words of wisdom. <laughs> I love it. I got a few good tips I and a few a good chat. quotes from you, champion. Might, yeah, I may or may not have had a few uh, schooners under the belt. So that's all right. All right, mate. You have a good one. I'll um, yeah, catch you, you next time. Thanks again. Hooroo. See, you, mate. Alright guys, back here with Fergo after the interview with Mark. Thanks again, mate, for that. That was uh, quite enjoyable and I hope people found it entertaining. It was a bit of a long interview, but man with lots of words, Mark. So, as I said, thanks. I'm now getting into the tips part of the podcast, everyone's favourite part, if I do say so myself. And I'll start with the eight races I'm previewing at Caulfield, as I mentioned before, minus race two. Race one is a Super Vovis three-year-old handicap over the mile, three-year-old... Handicap, as I just mentioned. I'm going at the favourite Celestial Soul, currently at $3.50 on Bet365. Chris Waller Train, ridden by Quag Williams, carrying the 60.5, which somehow isn't even near the top weight of being 62. And that last start at Mooney Valley on the day, it was 
um, leaders by us and a half, absolutely flew home five and six wide and was well out in the market, but just oh, sorry, didn't even justify that quote. And that effort took me as a decent horse after it won its day, won its maiden at Mooney Valley, my ad, after placing it listed, uh, listed class at Caulfield on debut. Had a freshen up, then won that Mooney Valley race, as I mentioned. The main reason I think it's a win is there's not a lot of talent around it, and I saw that good effort, as I said, last start, where there was the other things in the market, like Albertero, who's the main danger, in my opinion, was very good in the Class 1 at Mornington in a midweek compared to the Saturday race at Mooney Valley, which Celestial Sol was good in. So I think the form stacks up and should be winning race one. Hopefully can get off with a good start with the favourite backers. Race one, number three, Celestial Sol. For me. Race three is the another Super Vobus three-year-old plate. Set it's not a handicap this time over the 1,000 metres. Set weights and penalties. And I'm going with the toppy Valaquente carrying 57.5. Trained by the Godolphin Blue of James Cummins. Ridden by Damien Oliver. This uh, three-year-old gelding out of straight boss. Last win before it went for a spell. Absolutely took me. I was on him. And he's rose very deep to take the lead 50 metres out. And strong to the line over the 1,100. And oh, it was a win. I need to say it to believe it. Looks gone. Brad Rulilla gave it a few slaps. Responded to that riding and absolutely flew home to beat. Subsequent winners, Nantucket and Crystal Chief. Along with one of the winners from the race, so I can't actually get it at the moment. But previous form to that, that for that win at Caulfield, I went to Royal Renner. It was only beaten four lengths by the likes of Peltzer and Overlord, who are two very quality gallopers in my opinion. And... We're currently getting $7.50 and $2.80. From gate five, I'm hoping Oliver can get this horse... I want to say put him to sleep at the back of the field, assuming it's not an on-pace buyers at uh, Caulfield. But with the likes of Forever Free, Little Town Blue, Frederick the... What's this horse called? Oh. Frederick the Dane and Pioneer River, along with geez, so many speed influences, Portland, Sky, all wanting to press forward. There'll be a red-hot tempo, and I reckon Fala Quinta can swoop home first up and get the win. Its first up uh, record is uh, one or two starts for one win. That one win came on debut at the Valley, so back marker at Mooney Valley and one, so clearly it's justified an overall bias, I guess you could call it, at a leaders, gen genuinely leaders track before. Caulfield fits into a track which often leaders, so hopefully Val Quenta can defy the bias, come from the back, sweep home and win at $7 and $2.80 in race three, number one, Caulfield. Race 4 is a handicap over 1,100 metres, and it looks a match race between Octane and Front Page, but I will favour in the way of Front Page at $3 currently. I just absolutely love the way his horse progressed from uh, country to a listed win at Flemington last preparation in the space of three races. Just quickly, my old mate Scotty in the podcast about three weeks ago, I think, tipped Front Page for the Kosciuszko, so keep an eye out for his to return. Good for Scotty's sake, anyone else who backed it. Um... It's when list of the race down the straight at Flanton was absolute greatness, paying $11. I had a cheeky each way on it. Lewis German held this thing together until the 100 metre mark where he pressed the button and he won by three lengths, beating the likes of High Strange and Merited, who are group class horses, as obviously they've group placed in that race I just mentioned. But his first up record, he's two starts for two wins. Um, on the good track, he, he actually is untested on a good track. Sorry, that's a lie. Two starts for a win on the third placing. <laughs> but obviously those wins have come nowhere. There's only try in the city. It was at Flemington when he won, as I said. So not a bad city record. I don't see why he can't continue this record. Um, go on to better things like the Kosciuszko. We'll sit probably leaders back off her. 
decent enough tempo, which might set up for Octane to be able to get him late, as Octane has the fitness, but I think generally front page is the horse with more raw talent and potential, so at $3, I'm happy to back race 4, number 7, Oct oh, not Octane, I'm backing against Octane, race 4, number 7, front page at Caulfield on the weekend. We now move on to the last leg of the early quality, race 5, and oh jeez, it's an open race. This is the hardest race to assess for me, besides from race 2, which I left out for the Group 1 in Sydney. But I've decided to go with the old, greatly named Palmy, number 10. Uh, trained by Elton Zara, ridden by Damien Lane, Joy Barrier 8, which I'll just quickly mention shouldn't be an issue as it gets back. So hopefully we can get a nice spot midfield with cover. This horse is super last start at the Valley, I thought, behind Howie Magic. Just lost to Howie Magic, who clearly lots of people have high opinions of. And it's beaten off, it's only been beaten point one of a length. <coughs> when it's flown from the back, compared to Howie Magic sitting on the speed, which is clearly more favourable at Mooney Valley. So I thought it was a super effort. But at Caulfield, track and distance, he's three starts from winning the placing, so that's lovely. That win came at two-year-old level in the Robus Gold Ingot, which is... Expensive race, worth 150k, so nice uh, wallet for palming off that race, but um, has no issues at Caulfield, as I've just said, has no issues with the good track, distance won't worry it, third up, peaking, I don't see why, it can't get, hopefully there's a decent tempo, Sierra, Sue, Clara's Key, Thousand Wishes, Fabric, all wanting to press forward, hopefully it sets up for a super, and ho hopefully that super is palmy, number 10 for me in race 5, $8 and $3 currently in the Bet 365 market. Race 6 is the Jim Maloney Stakes group listed three-year-old fillies. And my reasoning for tipping who I'm about to tip is simply same reason as one of the previous tips. I've always forgot the name of the horse. What's that in the latest run? Celestial Soul, that's the name of the horse. I think it's the horse the most upside and honestly the most appealing future for me. Um... First up at the Valley from this... Sorry, it won both races in its first preparation. One of them being at Caulfield over 200 metres in debut at $15. Beat subsequent winners out of isolation and national choice. Then went to Sandown Lakeside and beat them easily under Daniel Stackhouse, who re retains the ride, uh, may I add. Um, then first up at the Valley, as I just mentioned, enlisted company. Was drifted favourite, only beaten 0.3 of the lengths after four deep midfield. Chased extremely well, massive run first up for me. Looks so progressive, lovely from a two-year-old to a three-year-old. Out of dissident, 400 metres, no worries. It's one of the good. It's one second up. And uh, I, the, the map's a bit of a query, barrier 12. Hopefully it's not four wide again, as I think that will be less bene beneficial when I'm on about at Caulfield and Mooney Valley, but... Maybe three wide of cover, one off the fence. I trust Danny Stackhouse at $4. I think it's just the best horse in the race. I don't see why the favourite's so short. Mozzie Monster, its wins haven't really appealed to me. So, yeah, I was side of Aidensfield in the not a very interesting betting race. But, yep, race number six, number two to win, $4. Race 7 is the Naturalism Stakes over the 2,000 metres, Group 3, Thrillers and Ups, and I'm tipping three horses. Now, two of these are absolute knockout chances, but I have my reasons, obviously, and one of them is a bit more in the market, $11. Um, sorry, $14, I'm on about. So I'll start with the roughest one, at $151. I think Cape of Good Hope number 2 is well over the odds. Now... It hasn't got a uh, attractive record in Australia, but it's one win in Australia. was first up at Caulfield over the 2,000 metres in a Group 1. So, you know, since then it's run at the Mooney Valley, ran in the McKinnon, it ran in the Futurity, Australian Cup, PB Lawrence, and Heathley Handicap. Only one of those races being under Group 2 level, 
and that was a Heathley handicap last start over the 1700, which I'm not too sure was that appealing. Back up to the 2000 metres, quick freshen up. Uh, I don't see why it's $151. Recent form's not that great, but I don't think it warrants $151 going off its win at Caulfield over the track and distance in the Group 1. Um, it will probably sit midfield on the rails from Barrier 5, but Jamie Mott, you know, he can hold his own against the big boys, so hopefully he can get him to some space so he can actually see if he is worth $151 or not. Back end exotics, I'm hoping that's some real value in your exotics if he does finish in the back end, but first tip for me in race 7 is number 2, keep a good hope, $151 and $41 to play, something ridiculous like that. Next tip is number 6, Steel Prince, the $21 chance at the moment. Uh, I don't see why he's that price, to be honest. First up, over the 700 metres, same race, Cape Good Hope, actually. He was deep last, only got warm through the line, which is what you want to see, obviously, on a cup's path, probably again. But a good step up in trips, the 2,000 metres can only benefit it. Hopefully, he gets a better run from gate three under Jai McNeil. He's a rising seven-year-old, and I don't see why he can't just... It has to be a, a, buy, a non-biased track, because I'm tipping quite a few backmarkers at Caulfield, which is a bit ballsy. But with the likes of Dr. Drill, Fink Wajoo, Hacky and Shandy all wanting to go forward, and even Gamekeeper because it's drawn wide, I don't see why it won't be a good good enough pace to run on from. So if, if good enough, those two are definite chances to swoop and add some value. But the more realistic pick, I guess you could call it, is Dabir for me, number 12. He is progressing super this preparation. First up over the mile, he came third after being gelded after a pretty eh run in the, Mor in the Morphville Cup, Adelaide Cup. He then went to Mooney Valley, which I don't think is... It's, it's a bit up in the air if I think he's a Mooney Valley horse or not. But he came third, and he beaten point three lengths by Credence in a very high-rating race. That was the Cox Plate start, so only dropped back 40 metres, which doesn't really concern me. The speed map says from barrier number two under Michael Walker, he can take a nice sit on the rail, maybe three back behind that hot pace. I hopefully have predicted correctly. He's, he's definitely got class, this fella. He ran in the derby as favourite last year, and since he's had the ball chops off, I reckon he's shown something to me which shows that he's a mature racehorse now. He's only he's got his mind on the job. At $14 and $4 currently, I don't see why he can't win, honestly. Like, the favourite right now is Dr. Drill. Um, I didn't mention before, Mark said that Kieran Ma is keen on Dr. Drill. I respect his sources, but at $5.50 favourite, no, what am I on about? Order of the Greater's the favourite. $5.50, Dr. Drill, unproven at the class for me. Order of the Garter, at $3.70, is a bit vulnerable from Barrier 4. I think it could get get buried back and be stuck in some traffic similar to what well and surely still Prince and Cabo Good Hope could be. So I'm not really going to take any of those $1 one-figure one prices. That's why I'm leading the way of three value picks, and two of them really are being value. Race 7 at Caulfield, I'll be backing number 2, Cape of Good Hope, number 6, Steel Prince, and at number 12, Dabia. Skip race 8 for the time being, I want to cover both the group ones as a finale, I guess you could call it. So race number 9 at Caulfield, the last race for the day, is the How Now Stakes. 200 metres, group 3, foils up, mares, set weights and penalties. And I've gone for one of my favourite horses, Hummer Hummer here. She is one of the most anticlimactic mares you'll find, but... I don't think Jamie Mott can ride her out of her pattern being settling almost last, pressing the button and her zooming home. Another back marker, but oof, I don't see why not. $7, $3, that's just the start of it. First up, it was at Caulfield over the 1100 metres, which uh, step button distance helps as it's one of the 1200 before. It was 
beaten 0.8 of a length by Diamond Effort, Liar, and Runson. Now, Runson, sorry, sorry, Liar in this race is a $2.50 favourite. Hummer Hummer had absolute no favours against Liar last start. But now we're getting, what, a f almost $5 price differential. I'd guess Liar's got more favours this time again, but they'll be both be going back, Hummer Hummer and Liar. In my opinion, Hummer Hummer's got the bet better turn of foot. And from Liar from Barrier 2 can easily get caught on the rails by under Luke Curry, who I do hope um, does get a winner, a, a good winner coming back from that serious injury he had. But I do hope it's not on Liar. Hummer Hummer from Barrier 13, as I mentioned, will go back, will fly home late. The pace is a bit of a query. She's a thief will go forward. I'm Eloquent will go forward. I think Felicia will also go forward. And Al Campana. But I'm not sure if it will be an actual like speed battle or they're just sitting on the pace. I'm hoping there's a speed battle, clearly, so it sets up for the swoopers. So that's me. Race 9, number 2, Hummer Hummer, $7, $2.80 currently. Now we head off to the two group ones of the weekend, which, oh, if you're not keen for it, then I don't know why you're listening. Um, the first one at Caulfield is race number eight. Obviously, I did mention I just skipped it. The Sir Rupert Clark Stakes. Group one, as I just mentioned, 400 metres. Thrilled and up handicap, and oh boy, what a race it is. Uh-huh. Cue the dessert music, as it really isn't an interesting group one, honestly. I had Delaney, the plain, simple favourite, being Behemoth. It's win in the... Memsey Stakes last start was too good to not uh, hop off, only getting penalised a kilogram, which seems a little bit, not bad, but a little bit light. I would have given a lot more for that dominant win. But anyways, it's drawn barrier five. Should get same run as last start, where it sat midfield, good old ugly man Craig Williams, angled him wide and clipped the go button. He won by 1.5 lengths, eased down. So that's what you like to see. Dangers in the race. Superstorm would be if you didn't draw barrier 18. Age of Chivalry, I don't mind. We're here, and if it runs, tag a lower, but none of these I can make a case for solidly, so I'll stick with proven on the board form being Behemoth, John Barrier 5, Craig Williams, David Jolly, the South Australian Raiders should win again, honestly. $4.80, good quote to find out. Track and distance win last night, same class. I can keep ticking the boxes, and there's no reason to get off him. So that's the first group one covered, race eight, Caulfield at number one. The other group one is the at Royal Ramwick, only race I'm covering there, the George Main Stakes, and this is a much better field considering it's only seven horses. I'll quickly run through them. Avilius, Dreamforce, Colding, Imaging, Star of the Seas, very elegant, Colette. And the only horse I can't make, make a case for, unlike um, Mark Good prior to other races, is Colette. I think she needs further, as Mark mentioned. But I'm going to stick with last year's winner, Avilius. Very similar to our tip to Zutori to win, I forgot what race it was last week, which he won last year and came one again. I think it will be running the exact same way. Avilius gets back, runs on. I think that hopefully Dreamforce sets a quick tempo. Uh, that's a big if. Colette might go forward with him imaging. He might get a bit of an easy lead and hold on under Nashville Lilla. But I don't see why Avilius can't sit close to show a turn of foot, which he did first up. The best 800s of finished sectionals of the race, which we like to see over the mile. Stays at the mile, which is a bit of a query, but obviously James Cummins is confident enough to stay there. Good old Hugh Bobert hops back on. Can't be confident with him riding at the moment, but what can I do? Carries the top weight along with uh, four of four other competitors. I think the Bears are carrying the 59. Weight's no issue. Gate's no issue. Class is clearly no issue. The only issue for me is the map, but hopefully races run so Avilius can dash home. Hopefully the rail's not the hot spot and you can win from running out wide. If all those boxes the field, I think Avilius can win. $5 and $2.30, no third dividend in places at the moment. That's good enough for me at race six, number one. 
at Royal Anwick. That's all I've got to say for this week. Thanks again for Mark for the interview. I hope you all enjoyed. Bit of a longer episode. My apologies, but I don't think I've rambled on for too long. At least it didn't sound like it. But that will be me till next week. Happy punching. Good luck. Fergo out. <laughs>